0: Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley bien Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Project. I'm Ashley Biennage and today I'm here with two members of Finn. Hello. Hi. Do you want to introduce yourselves?
1: Oh yeah yeah, I guess yeah nobody can see us right now. We're just being recorded now but I'm I'm John. John Barron. I play bass and I uh, sing and I'm one of the songwriters in Finn. I'm Matt Barron. I play keyboards and
2: sing and I'm one of the songwriters as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and we are two of the three uh, Baron brothers who are in Finn.
0: Right. Who are the other members who can't join us today?
1: Well, normally we have uh, Michael Dunn, who plays drums for us. And I guess I guess uh, should introduce our older brother, Dan, uh, who's the lead singer and guitar player for Finn. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's taking care of a, of a grumpy three-year-old right now. So. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yeah. So we're talking about schedules. It's his his schedule is kind of based upon that oftentimes.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, and right now we're actually in between guitar players, which is uh, our regular guitar player has moved to Calgary, um, mm. which was sad. He's, he's a good friend of ours, but he's doing well out there right now.
0: That's good. Oh, and sad. But also yeah. if anyone needs to be in a band and plays guitar, there's an opening with Finn. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Great,
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so if, if you haven't uh, already heard or noticed, we are doing this through Zoom. Uh, because of COVID, uh, we are self-isolating and staying safe. And I encourage everyone who's listening to do the same. Uh, and this is just meant to be fun and to continue uh, our community of local musicians and songwriters. Um, another great thing is we've also moved to YouTube and video. So if you are listening to this on UMFM or through our podcast, you can also see what we look like on, uh, on YouTube. So that's a fun new thing um, please be kind to my editing skills. Um, so I would like to start by asking you to give me your elevator pitch for those who maybe haven't heard your music yet. How do you describe your sound?
1: You want to take this one, Matt? Uh, I don't know. I, I would describe it as
2: just sort of like a, sort of a side door approach to pop music or, you know, yeah, sort of like, a sort of like indie rock but you know stuff that's uh that can be catchy but also throws in some musical curveballs and um yeah of course all all in service of like the song and making the songs interesting uh yeah so I don't know I guess sort of like an experimenting sort of indie pop group
1: yeah I mean I would say like it's And being, being a musician, it's, I oftentimes look at it as like, and strangely enough, but like music for musicians in that kind of way, just because we always throw something really nerdy, just like music wise into our writing that Mm -hmm. it's like, we're we're just super into it. We're, we're all like super passionate about the the nerdy music stuff. And, and it kind of comes out in this form of indie pop, which is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like to think of it as being pretty unique to yeah. its genre, right?
2: Genre genres are are both helpful and not helpful in terms of like you know like categorizing music, but. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of what we would say
1: if we had to. If we had to categorize, we're not right. into labels. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. And like having listened to your music, I totally get the the music for musicians thing. As uh, as a musician, I I'll hear things and I'm like, that's cool. So I I get that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I think it's Tom brand. So how would you, uh, how did you get involved in music? How did this all start? Like you, you are brothers in a band, which I can say personally, I don't know if I would be able to handle being in a band with my siblings as much as I love them, <laughs> and as creative as we are. I don't think uh, we would, we would mesh with that kind of, because we all have different uh, styles of what we like to, to play and listen to. So how did this start and how did this all work out?
2: Well, first of all, uh, our parents, um, <laughs> so that's how the band started yeah Uh, okay (laughs) all right
1: nice cool
2: great segue uh, that (laughs) but no I actually like um (laughs) like we grew up around a lot of music like our dad used to be in a in a band back in the 70s you know like his band had a uniform that was uh purple corduroy jackets
1: um okay
2: (laughs) which is Something that we should uh, we should consider bringing back. Honestly,
1: uh, it would probably fly in this day and age. It would.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've
1: we've we've got some pictures. Dig like we have to dig them up, but there's some pictures of my dad in the '70s, and yeah, he basically looks like a hipster now.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Right. Gone full circle. But yeah, he he uh, you know he plays drums and guitar and sings, and so a lot of that sort of love of music uh came from our dad and like all the stuff that he listened to like he listened to you know a lot of like like 50s and 60s rock and also jazz and strangely
1: stuff. enough a lot of bluegrass too there's a lot of that yeah, in bluegrass. our roots, which is pretty wild because i don't hear that in our in our sound at all <laughs> but uh yeah so it like our our dad is a musician his brother's a musician. They play, it's funny, cause they played in a band together too. And so I guess that was growing up, we were just always around that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like we all picked up our instruments at different times too. Like I started playing violin. That was the first instrument I started playing. And, um, and then eventually I migrated to playing bass and uh, yeah, my older brother Dan on guitar and he wanted to jam. This is when we were in our like really early teens. I was probably 12 at the time and I I bought my first bass Just like a cream-colored J. terser. I remember it. I remember the day that I bought it like it was yesterday Um, But uh, yeah, it's like my brother was super into it uh, And he was more into it than I was at the time he always wanted me to jam And I was too busy playing video games or reading comics or doing something like that. And he was always like, come on, John, you got to jam, let's jam, jam. And then eventually we just started jamming all the time. And um, we started a band, him uh, him and I, and uh, a drummer friend of ours. Uh, And it was like straight up pop punk. Like, give me Blink-182 meets Simple Plan meets you name it in that genre. So like, yeah, so heavily rooted in that style of music for a long time. Um, I had no part of it for the record. <laughs> <laughs> you want you want that to be on record, Matt? Yeah. There was no, well I mean at the time like
2: you know I was still you know a, a kid like so I wasn't really old enough to play in a band like that and also like there's there was really no place for keyboard in punk music so you know I was just sort of like Doing my own thing and and sort of waiting for them to come around to you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hey, Matt. Oh, why don't, don't you? Do...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> our yeah. So you had Better, better musical taste than us since day one. Is that what you're saying yeah. right
2: now?
0: Well, he yes. plays he plays keys, yeah. so obviously, I mean.
1: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. Keys players are known for being, uh, you know,
1: pretentious. Yeah. Pretentious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not gonna say no. I don't see pretentious as a bad word, though. So fair enough. So do you do you uh, do you feel your dad was setting you guys up for this by putting you in lessons in different instruments? Like he was expecting you all to be in ban- a band one day, or? I don't think that was his.
1: Me? I don't think that was his end game. <laughs> no, there's no. no
2: expectations. I think.
1: No, but... he just he just noticed that we were naturally drawn to it. So like, we, yeah, just encouraged it because. Music is such a wonderful thing and it's important to be a part of, in everybody's lives to some degree. Mm. That's my own philosophy of it.
0: Absolutely. As a musician, I can agree, but I mean, I mean we also might just be biased. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> there's there's only one part. I got into a heated debate with one person in university um, about uh, just the importance of music in everybody's life. And I, I, yeah, one person in every conversation I've ever had who has said, they could go the rest of their life without listening to music and that was such a scary thing to hear from somebody right <laughs>
0: like, but like, what? but also to be fair they have no way of ever really doing that so they can it's just such an easy thing to say but once <laughs> yeah. it ever were to happen they'd be like oh wait no i think i need at least something so.
2: yeah like if i said yeah i don't need to drink water like <laughs> i'm not gonna try it but <laughs>
0: yeah that's interesting though so you uh so uh john you and 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 dan were kind of doing their punk thing when did you kind of i guess outgrow that and want to and want to bring in matt and and create like a new sound
1: well that happened like i went to brandon university in 2009 and went for four years so i graduated in uh 2013. um and at the time dan was writing a bunch of stuff in Winnipeg, and he was like sending it to me, and it was like more folky, kind of like, like again, t- thousand thirteen. The style of music that was kind of on the rise is like the Lumineers and um, Mumford and Sons. Mumford and, and Sons, yeah. So it was like kind of influenced by that, and I wouldn't say in a, in a negative light or in a negative way at all. It was, it was just we
2: definitely we put our own spin on it, and I feel like it's you know if you go back and listen to like our first ep you'll be like okay they they were they were using that musical language to sort of start creating something
1: unique yeah so he was sending me yeah he was sending me these songs and uh i was like oh this is so cool i can't wait to come back and start working with these songs and at the time matt and dan were kind of writing and and uh putting some tunes together without me um and yeah, so when I came back, there was like a whole batch of tunes that were ready to be played live, and and Matt was Matt was a part of that, and then we started playing out.
0: So at that time, you weren't performing before that at all, or, or no, not they- as Finn. Okay.
1: No, uh, Finn Finn started when I came back from university uh, in 2013. So, okay.
2: Although yeah. I think I seem to remember um i think this was i think in 2011 we were like th- trying to think of band names like I, oh. I distinctly remember us sitting around in our parents living room on on banning and like spitballing band name
1: ideas Was well, that's just a fun thing to do period
2: <laughs> right but th- that's when we we settled on the name thin
1: that was like a long time before any of that
0: Right, but, yeah. and, where, and where does that name Finn come from, like does it have some kind of meaning or does it just sounds cool?
1: It just sounds cool. It just sounds cool, we we're actually, our reasoning behind that was we wanted something memorable, we wanted one syllable, we liked, the, we liked that it was a name and that it was like really angular, it kind of looks good on paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like like, that's cool. Actually no, it does. It does. It
0: does. <laughs> I think right. that's I think that's a really important thing to consider nowadays, especially with everything being so visual.
2: Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And I, I think um I think subconsciously the name Finn came into sort of our, our brainstorm because um like I think the year before, I think twenty ten uh adventure time uh premiered. And so I feel like all of us had had watched it at, by that point, and we're just, like, I, I remember being very enamored with, like, the, the art style and just, like, the creativity of it, and so I feel like that might have slipped in there as, like, a subconscious right. reason behind the name.
0: And yeah, and it's cool, and I, I mean, it's, it is a clever name. It is very catchy, and... Are not catchy but easy to remember and it, you can recognize it quickly and you're like oh yeah. I remember that and like having this slight, like, um like the, the doubling of letters also kind of makes it a little bit unique as well so yeah I, th- I can definitely see that um so the, the first performance of Spin was in 2013 officially
1: yeah we will say that I think it was the fall of 2013 mm-hmm. yeah remember- we played oh sorry yeah go ahead <laughs>
0: yeah. No, go ahead I was gonna say do you remember where you were playing or and how did it go
1: absolutely yeah.
2: Yeah, we were playing uh, at Garbanzo's at U of W. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I remember uh, we were playing and we were facing a wall. So like... The, Not the audience? No, so
1: everyone... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't know how this whole performing thing worked yet.
2: <laughs> so we were basically, we were facing a wall and to our left was like the seating area. With, right. You know, if you know the layout of Garbanzo's. So then anyone who came to see us, which was probably like three or four people, were just standing against this wall awkwardly.
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah. I also vividly remember there being uh, a Tom and Jerry episode just playing on repeat that whole night on all of the TVs. It was yeah. it was strange.
2: Well, they had that running, uh, because I think we were opening for Animal Teeth. Yeah. And they had that running during their set. Yes. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Animal teeth for Tom and Jerry. I mean, yeah. Okay. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's provided some form of aesthetic for sure.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, other than it being kind of like a little awkward w- with the setup, how, how do you, what did you take away from that first performance? Like, obviously you wanted to continue performing, so it's a good experience, but like, what did you learn right away that you needed to kind of like have a change or like stick to, or was there anything that's like, really stuck from you since that first performance?
1: I think it was just getting reps in like I mean actually you know you're a musician where it's like even if you have practice something ad nauseum it it still has room to grow and the performance aspect can always just get better um, the songs can just feel better uh, if you just do it more and more and more. it just feels all natural like I, I, I remember the way I felt during that performance and I felt really just kind of stiff and like we played just fine, but I feel like there's there's a looseness that comes a looseness and a tightness that comes from just doing it over and over again. Looseness in really? nerves and looseness in uh in just like attitude and uh delivery of the songs, but a tightness right. in, in actually playing the parts better and better each time.
0: Yeah, and I, I always find that no matter how much I practice, the feeling of being on stage is totally different when you're when you're performing live. Like suddenly, my hands feel different, or suddenly, like my I I can just I'm more aware of things. So, um, and that could just be nerves, but it's also like everything just feels so much different. So, I'm yeah, much different.
1: Well, it's funny, um, yeah, because it's like practicing practicing like in your room is completely different than practicing performing, and that's just something you gotta you have to do. Yep.
0: Yeah. Like I'll find like even just like playing in my keyboard, I'll play over and over again. Perfect. And then I'll just even just switch the lighting. Like I'll put a different light on and then suddenly everything is different. Yeah. So um, I think that's, a, I think that's a good thing to note to people who are listening. Like you should be trying to practice. You should be practicing obviously, but practicing in different settings and enjoying yeah. yourself and doing these weird things. So if a surprise happens while you're on stage, you are prepared or Absolutely. have experience at least. <clears throat> yeah. Um, right. So, um, since then, uh, there you, you're performing. You're doing you're you're doing these shows, uh, but just recently you're actually coming out of a hiatus. How did you get to that point, and um, and what made you decide to come back?
1: Um, well, I mean, there's a number of things that came into play um, with the hiatus. Uh, a lot of just different life things that we it just ended up taking up more time just in, in each of our worlds like myself uh i'm also a, like a side man i play with a lot of different artists and 2019 i was basically gone i was gone for most of it <laughs> so i wasn't able to to really participate until like near the end of this past summer uh, and then we sat down and did a whole bunch of writing together so for for myself i i just like wasn't around and I was uh, yeah I was playing with a bunch of other artists um, and uh, yeah Dan had uh, his son they he and his wife had uh, had our nephew which was is great to have in our lives uh, but that just yeah it sort of like shifted perspective and shifted schedules and everything too so that it made it a little bit difficult to keep keep creating. And, uh, and for Matt, Matt was going back to university at the time and he was, yeah, so a lot, a lot of things were going on uh, in, our, in our own personal lives that made it hard to get together. But uh, yeah, we've kind of developed uh, some, I guess a, a habit of writing. Like we had a chunk of time in August where we did do a whole bunch of writing and we've kind of figured out a balance in our own lives and, and we sat down we decided that we still wanted to do this because we love creating together the three of us and we yeah we think it's something special that we should be continuing doing so right yeah uh,
2: finn is such a important outlet i think for all of us oh yeah and um yeah it's like something that we can't dispense with and we sort of like you know we decided that that, uh, you know, even though we're not going to be like, you know, some of those hardcore touring bands that are on the road, like, you know, constantly, it's like that, that's not really our speed. Like, you know, it would be nice to do a tour at some point, like Mm -hmm. uh, during the summer, but that's sort of not our main mode of like existence as a band. I think our main, our main mode of of existence is sort of locally and sort of as recording artists.
1: Right. Yeah. So we are now out of hiatus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great. Yeah.
0: Perfect timing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're going back in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Forced hiatus. Yeah. So. yeah. Little, little did you know that you would have even more time to write and develop a new sound. So. Yeah.
1: Which has been cool through this whole COVID thing because we're right now we're finishing up an album like a full length album and we're we all have like the ability to record at home. So we've been doing it. like I, I laid down a bass part I, for like three tunes a couple of days this past week. And yeah, we're just sending notes back and forth. And eventually this this album is going to come to completion probably before this is all over. So it, it'll be kind of a, an interesting landmark or like, a, a, yeah, just a landmark of, oh, this this exists while this was going on.
0: Mm-hmm. And it'll be a fun story to talk about when you're when you're promoting it too. So definitely,
2: we promise we're not going to call the album like "Songs from Quarantine" or anything. <laughs> good there will lord!
0: Be, there will be a hundred of those, so that's probably there will. Not a good idea. So, um, so how would you say that your sound has changed from uh, pre-hiatus to present hiatus? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, yeah, I mean, um, I feel like like there was definitely a. Uh, a shift between our first EP and the Godsend EP, um, sort of. That was the first big, big move, and then from there, I feel like we're, I feel like we're kind of mellowing out a little bit.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely shifting. Well, let, let's actually talk about the shift from the more folky to uh, the more indie pop rock. Because that's that's pretty significant, yeah. Well, because like like we'd mentioned before, um, Dan and Matt were writing a bunch. Uh, well, and it was mostly Dan, just like Dan's songs. Um, and then when I came back from university, and the three of us were hanging out, we decided to start like writing together, the three of us at the same time in the same room, and it just. Yeah, we just stopped caring about genre completely. <laughs> and we like, well, this sounds cool, this sounds cool, let's try this, let's try this. And then eventually it just became something completely different than what it was uh, in an EP previous. And we kind of went running with that, which, mm-hmm. yeah, which kind of led us to the Godsend EP. And then from there, like, w- it, you can still see the this, the constant thread but um, it's, yeah, I, I would say that the stuff that we've just recently put out is a lot mellower than even the stuff we were writing
2: right. pre
1: uh, hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: thinking of the timeline. Yeah. Um, and how would you say um, uh, lyrically or like thematically things have, have shifted or changed? Are you still singing about the same things or have you, have you evolved in, in that sense?
1: Mm. Uh, I feel like we've, the stuff, that we've written about is all. It's it's very different from song to song, so it's it's hard to really say if there's again a constant thread between any of the songs that way. um But what would you think, Matt? Like Matt does I most mean, of I've, the lyric. I length. write like eighty
2: percent of the lyrics. I feel um, like that's
1: fair. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> that's
2: fair. <laughs> I'll give yeah, you eighty
1: that. to eighty to ninety percent. No, eighty <laughs> percent. <laughs>
2: I yeah. I don't know sometimes we'll write a song and we'll write a melody for it and it's like here write lyrics go just do it
1: it mostly turns so, out that way it's funny l- the lyrics happen last probably about 80 percent of the time as well yeah so there's
2: you know there's a lot of like vocal ad-libbing that will happen and then maybe there'll be something in there that's like oh i feel like these words are going somewhere you know some you know just improvised stuff um yeah so I don't know lyrically um I feel like it's gone from uh, I think it's gotten more personal, I think, over the years, and I tend to write about um sort of a lot of internal things, so I know um like a lot of songwriters definitely tackle stuff like you know, uh, you know relationships and breakups and whatnot. And that's sort of like a big theme because so many people can relate to it. Um, but I, I feel like I've only ever written about that on maybe one song, one <laughs> or two songs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's mostly just like internal issues or or just weird impressions that I get from an evening that I have with friends. And... Um,
0: so like more like anxiety
2: yeah. or <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah. About anxiety. anxiety still relevant uh, yeah very relevant let me tell you yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah just and and sort of presenting it in a in a way that's not uh, that's almost taking this internal thing and making it visual like making a landscape of what's going on internally and sort of yeah, sort of exploring that space.
1: I also feel like it, just because of uh, the way we write lyrics last, um, the lyrics are oftentimes influenced by what the music is giving off as well. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll hear an instrumental, you know, and then that will be sort of the catalyst for, for finding, okay, well, what is, what is this going to be about beyond sort of the vibe of the instrumental?
1: Yeah, it kind of creates uh, this foundation or this canvas where it's it, there's already a picture kind of painted. It's kind of adding the details in now, or it's kind of like yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. figuring out
1: what it what it actually is about.
0: Mm. And that kind of sparks it and kind of makes it a little bit easier to stay on focus when you're writing the lyrics. Yeah, definitely. That's good. That's cool. Um, when you're when you're looking for inspiration, do you listen to any other artists, or is this all like? Where where are you getting the inspiration or motivation to write different either musical ideas or um, lyrics?
1: Uh, well, well, I know. I, 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 you go ahead, Matt.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I know. For me, um, I tend to listen to a lot of music that doesn't have any lyrics. So, like a lot of instrumental stuff, or um, like like more modern classical stuff, or like weird sort of minimalist stuff that is almost like a palate cleanser for everything. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely what I would listen to if I was in like a writing mode.
1: Yeah, like I, I just enjoy listening to, I, I, I like consuming music. I like, uh, uh, geez, yeah, I like so, a lot of different styles of music and stuff. So I wouldn't say anything specific really inspires me but when something comes out i'm able to kind of pinpoint where that's what that is influenced by i guess looking back it's like oh you know what that has that has tinges of this or shades of that um yeah of course never trying to just uh i don't know just say the same thing as somebody else
0: right that's fair yeah but it's always nice to listen to other Artists and like you know that's actually real a new idea I never really thought of and and maybe incorporating that like I've I've been known to steal certain chord progressions from classical composers because I like the sound of it so oh definitely
1: yeah well I I, I definitely I like listening to music uh, in that way as well like analyzing it because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a big nerd and if there's something I hear and I like I have to go and figure out what it is mm-hmm. and then it, it, that just becomes another tool in the tool belt
0: right. So one thing that I, I, I do, I love, I love talking about songwriting and everything, but I do kind of want to switch, shift over slightly just to like how you're, you're coping with everything because this is so pre- prevalent to what's going on in the world and then how it's changing everything with how, with marketing plans, with inspiration, with writing, with, with everything. So yeah. you were saying that like this, this, um, this project is very important to all of you because it, it does keep you connected has this project now that especially if you're you're jumping out of hiatus has this kept you even more connected and you're actually talking more because of the project or or were you would you be communicating just as much and you're like hey let's also talk about the band or do you find that this is actually a great opportunity to stay so connected while we're so isolated
1: yeah i mean i i feel like even if we weren't in a band together we would be checking in on each other every day which is something we already do um and facetime's amazing for that or zoom or whatever but uh um yeah i I do think it has made us closer but has it's definitely given us more to talk about (laughs) and most of our conversations do end up landing on on the band and or just musical ideas or or oh have you listened to this or oh did you finish that bass track or oh the keyboard part's not done (laughs) or yeah but uh i yeah i would definitely say that it's brought us closer and has kind of given us a common goal together too, which is, yeah, it's, it's cool. So we're just in constant talks. Um, and uh, and I feel like we've, in this time, have been spurring each other on uh, inspiration-wise um, because being in isolation, it could be a big killer for creativity. I, I, I believe that to be the case, but uh, luckily well, it hasn't I mean, been the case.
2: I found that um... Even, even before this whole thing happened, I sort of, the, the times that I feel the most creative are either when I've been around a lot of people or if I've been completely isolated. <laughs> 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 and so hopefully this is one of those times where like something hits, you know? Mm. Um, sort of, you know, without all of this, uh, without all this like, you know, stimuli, Happening like,
1: like a job,
2: (laughs) right? Yeah, without all the busyness of you know having a job or like any kind of life, (laughs) not on the internet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's like what could come out of that, you know? Because it's like I spend so much time alone, and you know, is that going to be good for (laughs) the creative process? Is it just going to get weird? It has already, but you know.
0: Right, yeah. And I mean, with the internet, it's been has been a wonderful um, connecting resource, I guess, or tool. but and you had actually mentioned previously that you are you' you're writing your album and you're actually think you're gonna be done during this six this, this time in our lives. Maybe there are bands who are listening who wanted to record or, or are trying to, but now that, that this has happened and that have to self record and do this, do you how do you guys go about? Self-recording, or how are you making this work, even while not being able to get together?
1: Um, well, we we all have our own uh, like interfaces and our own DAWs that we're able to use, and we're able to transfer files easily. And uh, yeah, like I I don't know, it's I I feel like going to the big studio can sometimes be overrated sized yeah yeah romanticized i feel like that's that's probably more more legit um just because the the last bit of recording that we've been doing the last few singles we've released uh have all been self-recorded completely yeah. uh all of the live stuff we recorded ourselves as well mm-hmm. um and uh we had actually roman clark mixed it for us um yeah and it was mastered by john paul peters from private ear so like it it can be done remotely, uh, and it can be done on your own. You just need to want to enough. Like, it just takes some knowledge, and uh, yeah, just mm. just a little bit of elbow grease, and that never hurt anybody. Like, right, we're we're exactly better for it for sure. A few hundred
2: bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you just like <laughs> you don't need an
1: amazing. You don't need an amazing interface. I mean, it's always better to have nicer gear or whatever. But you, if you really want to, you. You can make it work. Um, right. That's that's the piece of advice that I have.
0: <laughs> so and, and maybe people who are listening, maybe me who's actually asking. Um, how <laughs> did you how did you uh, get started learning? are you self taught, or did you, were you using resources online? How did you get started learning how to set this up? Learning how to use a, a DAW. How did you get comfortable to make the decision to self record? Um, well,
1: well
2: <laughs> uh, John and I are both. Uh, Idiots.
1: Um, (laughs) uh, I feel like
2: our our older brother Dan would have a lot more to say about this because he's sort of been our our uh, our recording sherpa, sort of helping us.
1: uh, Well, yeah, he's been our audio tech. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, so get a big brother who knows how to do it.
1: Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Gotcha. Or, or, Or or just like in that same vein, just start picking somebody's brain who who you know knows about recording and then yeah, uh, yeah there's there's so many resources on every time i run into a snag or a or a dead end or i'm not sure what to do you just you like you can literally type it into google search and right. you will have youtube, YouTube pages and, and pages of yeah. of youtube advice and like just learning how to do so many different things uh, yeah it's it's just basically just taking the plunge and then you get stuck and then you figure out how to do it and then you'll You'll continue till you don't know how to do something. And then it's basically that cycle forever.
2: Right, just to be persistent.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: But it also helps to like, you know, like have that community of artists and, you know, like knowledge that you can draw from, you know, you can ask actual, you know, audio engineers like for advice and you know, it's actually, it's easier than ever to ask for advice because you don't even have to be in the same room.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
2: it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah.
1: yeah. And like, neither of us are speaking from a place of like, Oh, we know what we're doing. Cause we don't,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you know, enough though.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know enough. I can, I can lay down a base part. I can bounce the file. I can send it. I can use, yeah. It's like, I, I can competently record a part that I need to to record on and send right. it away.
0: Right. And are, is there, are there any plans that you have had to put on hold or that you are still going through with even with uh, COVID happening right now? Like what, how has your schedule changed?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, it was a, sort of our, our big um, kind of returning show. We had to, you know, postpone indefinitely, right? So that was supposed to be on on uh, March seventh. Yeah. So unfortunately, we had to move that. I mean, besides that, we hadn't, you know, we hadn't booked much in terms of shows. Um, I mean, I feel like well, the next thing that hopefully doesn't get canceled is uh, Harvest Moon.
1: Harvest Moon in the fall, yeah. In the fall. So we're still
2: feeling, you know, optimistic about that. I mean, like it would be great to play that festival. Yeah. Like we. John and I went last year and just had an absolute rip-roaring time. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So hopefully... I know, like, yeah, so just, like, for, for myself, it's, like, just being a freelance musician, I I find myself completely out of work. And, yeah, just, like, I was supposed to go on tour with a bunch of different folks during this time. But, yeah, so now I just get to be home. And... Uh, get to be creative and get to kind of, I honestly get to focus on Finn a little bit more, again, just with not having a, a job per se, but being surrounded by music all day, every day still. Um, yeah,
2: it's it's funny how all of a sudden, like the Finn stuff became the first priority.
0: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> when when before, like, you know, during our hi- hiatus, our hiatus, our hiatus, our hiatus uh, obviously it wasn't, you know, it was on the back burner and, uh, you know, we we're sort of planning this big, you know, kind of show to, to launch everything, but it's like, well, we're just gonna, you know, do what we need to do without playing live and sort of make that make that our new priority.
1: Yeah, and honestly, what I found is like, we, we just re- recently released uh, a video, uh, Dubalcon, Um, from our live session. And honestly, now is the time to be releasing content. People want to be listening to music. People want to be watching videos because they have the time. Uh, I know a lot of people are putting their releases on hold. um, And I've tossed it in my mind over and over again, even before we released uh, this video. It's like, well, should we do this now? Is it the right time to do it now? And honestly i i think it was great timing because people were just ready to consume art consume music videos you name it so yeah i i don't know that's kind of where i've landed with that where you can still release music you can still continue your music career just minus playing live and probably making money
0: <laughs> right yeah and it's true people are hungry for things to look, watch and do because yeah not very much they can do like so I, that's fair yeah.
1: yeah and sorry i i also think that uh that the consumer understands where the artist is at now if that makes sense uh, as far as just it being a hard time for artists i i feel like the the average music consumer or or i guess you can call them that uh Kind of understands where they're at and are more willing to engage with artists.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not even just, even not even musicians, just like an artist in general. Like, yeah, absolutely, we all are are struggling. So, and it's 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 interesting, just like when we're in a, a time of crisis, just how important the art is. So. Um, I really hope people start to realize just how important and valid the career of an artist is. So, <laughs> yeah, come no to show us. Yeah, exactly. We love, we love playing for, for people. And I think having that, that interaction or the connection with people was going to be uh, precious and people are going to realize just how important it was to them. And actually maybe, the, maybe strangely enough, this, I, this whole quarantine will actually spark the local scene to, or the locals to actually go to the local music scenes like they used to. Like we kind yeah. of lost that a little bit over the last few years. So.
1: That would be amazing. <laughs> um, I can only
2: imagine the, the types of shows that are going to go on after this ends. Like, right. I don't know.
1: It just people want to like, go out now. People you know, want to be out. People want to be consuming, but together with people in real life.
2: <laughs> absolutely.
0: So, So yeah, I mean, in the meantime, though, are there do you have any personal goals or things that you want to learn or perfect or do while you're in quarantine
1: um definitely I've been learning how to play piano I actually have um nice. uh which has been such a journey because <laughs> I, I I've been a bass player through and through for years and I' well, finally... and violin and violin yes uh, but I generally don't even tell people I play. Violin. <laughs> So yeah, I've been playing piano and I've been forcing myself to write uh, uh, 40, like I I give myself 40 minutes to write a piece from start to finish. Um, And yeah, I just have a collection of them. I generally post them on my Instagram feed to just to say like, oh, here's number 10. Uh, But yeah, this, it's been great. Honestly, I, I've been spending hours just, just tickling the ivories. Sorry, I'm looking at it right now. This is my my keyboard's mm. just right there. <laughs> ah. Oh mine's right here. Oh, oh.
0: mine's over yeah. there. I'm not gonna move my camera. It's over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that that's kind of what I've been up to during this time. And also practicing recording, actually. Just learning new things and and uh how to kind of create a polished product.
2: Right. Awesome. Um, yeah. I've been uh, I've been learning Spanish.
0: <laughs> cool.
2: Yeah, so that's been that's been really fun. i have sort of gotten, uh, like I've been using Duolingo and uh, a little while back they introduced sort of co- a competitive aspect to uh, <laughs> to it. <And laughs> the language learning? <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's gotten me fired <laughs> up.
0: Really? How yeah. so?
2: Well, there's like leaderboards now, right? So you earn experience points and, uh, you know, you sort of like want to get to the next tier
1: that's wild Let's, for a super uh, competitive person.
2: Oh man, let me tell you, it it you know, I'll be up at like one in the morning just like
0: getting those points
2: to, in trying to get past, you know, just a random person I've decided, oh I'm I'm coming for you.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think I, I for a little while I was really into Duolingo and I actually remember those leaderboards and I remember that like I saw someone wasn't active anymore on their on their I think it was German and I'm like I'm gonna catch up to that even though i don't have no reason to learn German i'm gonna beat them so i totally get that um,
1: yeah yeah extrinsic motivation yeah. yeah
0: i think it's more in, in intrinsic because i mean it's not well you never know i
1: don't know It's, it's got
2: not, a, it's got intrinsic value yeah
1: yeah okay. it has intrinsic value but like it's you the reason you're learning is to <laughs> beat <true>. the person <laughs> that's extrinsic
0: <laughs> that's very true very true um yeah. And that's good. It's good to have goals. I mean, and I'll, if anyone is listening, if you want to set goals, like I have like a list of, of, uh, things that I'm trying to accomplish, like cleaning up certain or organizing certain parts of the apartment,
2: Some um, dark taking, corners.
0: Yeah. <laughs> some things I didn't even know existed. And, uh, some like online programs that I've been doing, um, just to keep busy and things that I've always wanted to do. And now I have no excuse not to do them. Yeah. Um, so, but don't beat yourself up about it. Like if you don't achieve a goal by the end of this, or if it's something that's something that you get to, it's just, that's just how the world is. And it's just, don't, don't let, Things like that kind of hold you back, and it's really easy to get stressed out by seeing everyone else being so productive and taking advantage of it, or learning a whole other language. And like, well, I'm just sitting here on the couch watching Tiger King, and that's totally right. fine. I also did
1: that. I yeah. watched <laughs> all of Tiger King in like two days, so like, right, it's fine.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna get into it. I watched the trailer, and it wasn't my jam. But I oh. see that everyone is watching it, so
2: yeah, I've been uh, I've been deep into Ozark. That's okay, a good one.
0: Hmm, I'm familiar with the name, one. Right so um we do have to wrap things up though so where can we where can uh viewers or listeners uh find you on the internet to support you and keep track of what you're doing and hear this soon to be released potentially full-length album
1: Ooh, well um we have all this basically all the socials you can find us on facebook and instagram uh we're on you we're on the youtube yeah, We've so gotta...
2: instagram you can find us at uh, Finn Music Winnipeg, uh, that's N Music, W-P-G, uh, on Instagram. And then we have our website, which is, is that updated to be? Yeah, it's
1: double dot C-A. And you know what? That's probably the best place to go because it'll just take you to all of our other socials. Yeah, so if you if you go to our website, you can find us on all other platforms.
0: and i'll be sure to link that on the youtube channel as well as on the podcast and uh and everything so if you're listening you can find it easily there as well um so is there anything that you would like to say or plug or do before we go
2: well you know just hang in there guys (laughs) hang in there for an indefinite amount of time
1: (laughs) and And creators keep creating
0: yeah it's more important than ever
1: yeah. Yeah. As cheesy as that sounds, it's, it's actually true. It's like, just keep creating because uh, I feel like some really beautiful things will come out of this.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. if, if not for others, at least for yourself to keep creating and, and just in, embrace that part of you because it's, well, sometimes it's all you got.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. I
0: yeah.
1: so. <laughs> hit hard. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for coming and doing this, guys. Pleasure. It's really cool. I've been, I've, I remember when you guys were being active before your hiatus, and I was I was going to get you on the show, and it didn't happen. So I'm glad that you're coming back, and that this is this worked out really well, at least for oh, me. Yeah, so, yeah well,
2: absolutely. Right. We had Thanks blast. so much for having us, actually.
0: Yeah. So uh, thank you, everyone who is watching or who has tuned in to the Winnipeg Music Project. Stay tuned. Uh, make sure to follow uh, and subscribe. And uh, stay tuned for next week, where we have another interview with a local music maker. Right on thanks for listening to this episode of the winnipeg music project for more on local music makers follow us on facebook instagram and twitter music by will and art from collector studio and a big thank you to umfm for making this show possible